Hello, and welcome to the BMT Podcast, where we provide academic solutions for NYC parents, empowering you with actionable insights, practical advice, and expert knowledge to help your students excel in education and beyond. I'm your host, Alexander Friedman, the owner of Brooklyn Math Tutors. In this podcast, we're committed to delivering valuable non-commercial content by engaging conversations with various experts who will share their knowledge and experience to help NYC parents navigate the unique and complex world of education in the city. Today, we'll be discussing the critical question, should your child go to Stuyvesant High School? Not so much how to get into Stuyvesant High School, but should they go if they get in and uh, should they even try to take the test? Joining us to explore this question is our guest, Maya Duani. Maya is a highly skilled test prep tutor with over 20 years of teaching experience and a background in linguistic anthropology from NYU. Maya also has a unique passion for teaching math to middle and high school students, and she holds a master's in bioethics from Columbia University. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the BMT podcast, Maya. Thanks for having me, Alex. Can you tell us about your background and how you got into tutoring? Uh, yeah, I started tutoring when I was in college. I This was over 20 years ago, and I uh, saw an ad in the Village Voice for the Princeton Review. And um, my SAT score was high enough that I qualified to audition for them. I got hired. I was trained. I started working there. And um, the rest is history. I mean, at this point, I've taught for I don't know how many different companies. I have co-authored SAT textbooks. Uh, And of course, in addition to the SAT and the ACT, I also do pretty much every other standardized test under the sun, which includes the SHSAT, which is the test to get into the specialized high schools in New York City. Maya is indeed the test prep queen. So what sets Stuyvesant apart from the other NYC high schools and perhaps even the other specialized high schools? I think what sets Stuyvesant apart is reputation more than anything. I mean, don't get me wrong, Alex. It's an amazing school for students in particular who are very strong uh, in math and in science. And it is, you know, in that very small group of specialized high schools that everyone is always clamoring to get into, right? They're very, like, prestigious sort of elite, but still public schools. And the only way to get in is to get a certain score on this test. That is the only way to get in. Your grades don't matter. Your extracurriculars don't matter. It's just your score on this test. Stuyvesant, for some reason, has stood out as being the best of the best. Although I would argue that um, the other STEM schools are just as good. So I do think it's reputation more than anything. Uh, I think I have to agree. So I, I didn't mention this in the intro, but I went to Stuyvesant and it was a good school uh, and we'll get into it. But when I met people from the other schools, like it was pretty much the same thing. They had very similar experiences with very similar academic strengths, but everyone knew Stuyvesant. And when you say, oh, it's Stuyvesant, like, oh, I heard of that. But if you say, I went to Brooklyn Tech, they're like, what's that? Or like, I went to Bronx Heights. You know what I think it is? I think it's because the cutoff scores to get into Stuyvesant are higher than any of the others. So based solely on the fact that they have like the highest minimum score, I think that that's what makes it seem so much better and so much more elite. When in fact, if you look at rankings of the best schools in New York, Stuyvesant's typically in the top three, but it's not necessarily ranked number one. A lot of times the Queens High School for Sciences at York College will come in above that or um, Bronx Science will come in above Stuyvesant. So I do think maybe it's related to the SHSAT cutoff scores. Mm. Yeah. Maybe the nice building in Manhattan. It seems like very central. 
downtown. I think, yeah, the Manhattan location is definitely a part of it, too. I, I, yeah. I will agree with you on that. Which, as we'll get into this later, is not necessarily a good thing. What are some key factors parents think about when deciding, like, well, I guess we're helping their student decide, like, should should they go to Stuyvesant? Is it the right fit for their kid? So I think most parents think that their kid should go to Stuyvesant because it's Stuyvesant. Stuyvesant really isn't the right school for every student. If your child doesn't love math and science, I mean, sure, they should also be good at math and science, but but that's not even enough. They should really love those subjects. They should also thrive in a competitive environment because Stuyvesant is pretty competitive, notoriously. If your kid prefers the liberal arts, the humanities, there's so many amazing schools in New York. I think Stuyvesant is the perfect school for some students, but it's not for every student. So I do think parents should really ask themselves, what are my child's strengths? Does my child thrive in a competitive environment? Does my child love math? And and if so, then perhaps Stuyvesant is the right fit. I want to add to that because I loved math and science and I didn't mind competition, but I think it was not a good fit for me because I didn't want to work hard. Oh, and <laughs> it's a it's a default assumption, you know, that parents think, okay, my kid should should uh, want to do this, but not everybody wants to work that hard and not everybody enjoys working that hard, even if they like math and science, even if they're good at it, even if they enjoy it. The workload is really intense. And as far as I've heard, it's gotten more intense. And that's something to really consider. Yeah, yeah. I have a number of students that attend Stuyvesant. And um, yes, they have at least three hours of homework a night, at least. I think three hours is like a gentle underestimate. I think realistically, like <laughs> I, I often remember asking teachers and I was like, and I was not the model student. It's like, do you not think we have no other teachers? Because they give you so much homework. You're like, how could I possibly do this and everything else when when this this one assignment might take me an hour and you know, have like seven or eight classes? So, so what st- kind of student does well? Well, I think as you mentioned, it's going to be a student who either likes working hard or, or at least doesn't mind working really hard and putting in that many hours of work a night. Definitely someone who thinks more in this logical, math and science way, that doesn't mean that they can't also love the humanities or that they can't also enjoy things like theater or what have you. But the student who is really going to thrive there is is going to be a little bit more competitive and a little bit more, you know, STEM-minded. So And yeah, willing to work really hard. I, th- I think it can't be stated enough, like how hard you have to be willing to work. And, and you have to be okay with everyone pressuring you to work because everyone else also works very hard. And somehow like, hey, you only have a 93 average, that is not not good enough. Yeah. So like on the other end of the spectrum, what kind of student would be perhaps very not well suited for Stuyvesant? I mean, I see so many students who, you know, they get A's and, you know, A minuses in their math classes and science classes in middle school. They're, they think of themselves as being good math students, but, you know, they, they have so many other interests that where like they just happen to be like decent at math. They're going to find sometimes when they get to Stuy- if they get to Stuyvesant that they're not as great at these things as they thought. So I guess the question really becomes are you somebody that would push yourself to go beyond the curriculum or somebody that that has that sort of interest in in learning more than what your math or science teacher is teaching you at the moment? If you're just like your average student and there's nothing wrong with that for the record. Look, just somebody who's pretty good at everything. I don't know that Stuyvesant's the place. Stuyvesant isn't going to be the place 
place for somebody who prefers writing poetry, perhaps. That said, there's a little bit of everything. You know, they certainly do have good writing courses, you know, like their ELA program, their history programs are strong. But I, I do think ultimately there's so many great schools in New York that I wouldn't see any reason for the average student to attend a school like Stuyvesant. I have to agree. Are there other reasons not to go, like logistical reasons? I mean, obviously, if you don't live anywhere near Stuyvesant uh, and then you have this long commute on top of all the homework you have. I mean, if it's going to take you two hours to get home and then you have to do three to five hours of homework and people think, oh, if I if my child goes to Stuyvesant, a sure thing that they'll get into whatever college they want. Well, first of all, if you have these long commutes to get home, there's no time for extracurricular activities, which colleges are definitely looking at in addition to how well you do in school. And also, if you're not going to graduate sort of in the, I would say, top third minimum, probably more likely like top fifth, maybe even top 10%, going to Stuyvesant isn't that impressive. You you really, they're not going to take all the Stuyvesant students. So you have to think about sending your student, your, your child to a school where they are going to thrive, where they are going to excel, and where they are going to be able to be at the top of the grade, um, as opposed to somewhere in the middle. I think it's it's really important to realize like how serious, how much time those commutes take. Because it may seem absurd, like for people who haven't been there, that like somebody would go two hours, like as a high school student. But I remember people I knew who would like go from Staten Island, the depth of Staten Island, or like, you know, I lived all the way in Brooklyn. My commute was not two hours, but some of the most unhappy times in my life was like commuting to to that school. And I think that's why like smarter people will like choose like, you know what, I live in Brooklyn and I'm close to Brooklyn Tech. Let's go to Brooklyn Tech. Well, and every borough has an amazing, you know, uh, specialized high school. Every single one. I mean, Staten Island, they have Staten Island Tech and Bronx has Bronx Science and Queens has, you know, Queen Science at York. And and of course, Brooklyn has Brooklyn Tech. So many students go to Brooklyn Tech, thrive at Brooklyn Tech. It's still so impressive to go to Brooklyn Tech. But it's also impressive to go to so many schools that aren't even these SHSAT schools. And so I just really want to reiterate that point for parents who kind of think that it's these schools are or bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And those like two hours or hour and a half you might save on the commute, they can absolutely be put into extracurriculars, into doing better at your school, also to like having better like physical and mental health. Like when I went to school, you know, in the late 90s, everybody thought, oh, it's fine. I only got five hours of sleep. Like that is not good. Like just just because as a child, you can kind of get away with it because you're very resilient at that age. It is not good for you. Like you won't think as well. You won't test as well. You won't feel as well. You probably won't grow up like as happy. You know, I used to always joke like, well, these kids better work hard now. They're going to have to pay their therapist later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't one of those that like got up at super early, but you will do probably better by allocating your limited time more intelligently than going to like the, the, the perceived top school. This is going to be my next question, but what are some like misconceptions about getting into college if you're a Stuyvesant student? Yeah, I think we um, we were just touching on that, right? Which is this idea that if you go to Stuyvesant, you're almost guaranteed entry or that you are going to have an easier time at least of getting into the top schools in the country. And that might be true if you are graduating at the top of the class at Stuyvesant. But if you're not, if you're somewhere in the, the middle of the pack, I don't believe that going to Stuyvesant is going to help. If anything, it, it might actually hurt. Because if all the students at Stuyvesant are applying, let's say, to the same, you know, 10... 20 universities. They're not going to be able to take more than a certain amount. And that amount is not going to be that many. And so the person ranked above your child is going to be more likely to be selected for that top rank.
high-ranking university. So if your child is going to be at the top, great. Then yes, it's probably going to influence college admissions in, in a positive way. But otherwise, I don't know that it will. Yeah, this, this was a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people uh, because the same student who might be like middle of the pack at Stuyvesant would be like the valedictorian in any like non-specialized high school and have a much better chance. And just to like clarify on what you said about like the schools can't take them all. If the students, you know, let's say everyone applies to MIT, right? Because they're all math and science people. MIT can't take 400 students from, from the 800 students Stuyvesant class. They just can't. It wouldn't look right. It wouldn't make any sense. Like, but those same students, if they were the valedictorian of whatever school or, or you know, they were highly, highly ranked, many more of them would get into MIT. Many more of them would get into like the Columbia's and the Harvard's and, and all these schools. And so instead of competing with, you know, the, the general population, you're now competing with like the top 1% of people for these college spots that are already only taking the top 1% anyway. It, it just, you're not doing That's yourself exactly any it. favor. You've hit the nail like right on the head, Alex. That's exactly the problem is you are now competing with the top 1% because you're competing against your own classmates. You'd have better chance if you were the valedictorian or just, you know, in the top 10% of another great New York school. There are so many great New York public schools, really. Do you have any stories of students who went there and hate it? Oh, yeah. I had uh, one student who, she got in, she, well, you know, it's one of those things. You get into Stuyvesant, you go to Stuyvesant, I of feel course. like. It's <laughs> like, you, you feel like you must go. It's like if you get into Harvard or something, like you have to go. So she went uh, to Stuyvesant and she was miserable. She hated it so much. She dreaded going to school every day. She had more work every night than she could handle. She felt like she was having trouble keeping up, even though she had clearly like been able to get in. And so clearly she had done well in math, you know, in middle school, et cetera. Here she was and struggling to keep up in geometry, struggling to keep up with her classmates. So, so unhappy. I think she uh, ended up deciding to transfer out, but it was a tough decision because you get in and, and you feel like you should go and then you feel like you should stay. And you feel like a failure. Yeah. Well, and the longer you stay, the harder it is to leave because it feels like this sunken cost fallacy of, well, I've, I've already put in two years. Well, I should put in the other two years. Or what's the point of having put in these terrible two years if I don't get to say I graduated from there or something like that? So definitely seen a few of those. Yeah, this this goes back to your earlier point. It's not it's not for people who like are good at math. It's for people who are like love it, who are really really good at it, who like you know are doing their own science fair projects and like asking teacher questions and are running ahead of the class. It's not for the average high. It's not you know we mentioned average student. I think what you meant is the average like high achieving student. It's not for the. That's what average. I meant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I meant. I didn't mean uh, like definitely the average high achieving student who's probably getting A's in all their subjects. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not for that person. Like those people can get in with, you know, lots of study, lots of work. And then you get overwhelmed by just like the intensity and level because you are competing with the top 1%. And it's it's like, it's no joke. So if not Stuyvesant, then where do you suggest people go? I mean, if they really love math and science, you know, they, I do still recommend taking the SHSAT. And, you know, Brooklyn Tech uh, is an amazing school. I've had so many students that have gone there and they do like it. There's still a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It's still, it's still a difficult school. It's competitive. It's high achieving. But I find that my students at Brooklyn Tech seem a little bit happier on the whole. And 
there's also so many amazing schools that are not these uh, specialized high schools. Certainly LaGuardia is a specialized high school for which you do not need this test because it is not a STEM school, right? LaGuardia is a school for performing arts. And if your child is a performing arts kind of kid, then yeah, apply for LaGuardia or Frank Sinatra is a great school for the performing arts. And if your child is just a smart, high achieving kid who's not specifically into a competitive math and science environment, New York has great schools like Baruch College, Campus High School and, and Millennium High School and, and Eleanor Roosevelt. There's also Bard High School Early College, which allows you to get an associate's degree as well as your high school diploma. Oh, their math classes are crazy hard, I have to say. Like, it's the one school I saw who had some math classes that were like as tough as the math class I saw at Stuy. It was, it was shockingly hard. Oh, and they're not easy to get into. Bard and Beacon, for example, like you still have to apply and, and you you don't just get to write the name down um, on your list of schools. You actually have to submit applications to a number of these schools like Bard and Beacon. But it's different from the SHSAT. Like both of those schools, Bard and Beacon are, are highly selective. But the point is that there are so many great schools in New York and people get so caught up in the Stuyvesant or, the, you know, just the SHSAT schools that they forget how many amazing schools New York has to offer. Agreed. So getting closer to wrapping up here, what advice would you give to parents who are like considering Stuyvesant and they think their kid might be a good fit, but aren't sure? Is there any way to like test it out? Um, I mean, if you know anybody who like maybe you have um, another parent who's got a child that went to Stuyvesant, you know, or if you have parent groups or your child themselves knows somebody went to Stuyvesant, that's always the best because then you you get to ask somebody directly versus just reading what the Internet has to say or something of the sort. But I think, you know, talking to your child and really explaining how Stuyvesant will have at least three to five hours of work every night. It's going to be competitive. It's, you know, and talking your child and seeing how they truly feel about that and really listening to their answer, like really, really considering what their response is there. Because if they seem really excited about it, that's great. I mean, look, I had a student who was not a good fit for Stuyvesant, but decided she needed to go because to her, it was a guarantee of entry to Harvard, oh, which God, it's not no. for... Uh, no, no, it's definitely not. But, but you know, she she was in eighth grade, and um, she doesn't really get all of that just yet, right? And and I don't blame the 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 student per se, but she just got it in her head that if she goes to Stuyvesant, it's her ticket to Harvard. She also decided she has to go to Harvard, right? I mean, she's in eighth grade for she's she's got these names in her head. She she hasn't seen these schools. She doesn't know much about them. She has in her mind a name of a university and a name of a New York high school and that these things are somehow going to guarantee her success in life. And so there was no talking her out of wanting to go to Stuyvesant, even though I could tell you just from my time with her that she wasn't going to be happy there. I could just, I could see that this wasn't going to be the right fit for her. But she herself felt really, you know, confident she should go. So I do think parents should also try to gauge from what they know of their own child, whether they think their child would thrive in that environment. Nobody knows your child like, like you do. Yep. I, I, I like what you said before about talking to someone who has gone there. If at all possible, that this may be a little out of the box, but like find someone who's an adult that's gone there, maybe like a young adult, and like have them just like hang out with your kid for like a half an hour and then be like, does my kid seem like one of your classmates? Because there's definitely different types of people. And this sounds so odd, but like when I meet people, I could I could often tell if they went to one of the specialized high schools. There's like a certain kind of character, a certain kind of personality, certain kind of like confidence and like academic 
curiosity people have. And it's not the same as the people, you know, who we mentioned do well in school. It's, it's, it's a different kind of person. And you may get an interesting, interesting response. Like, oh, yes, like, I, th- I think I think your, your child would really fit in there. Or like, ah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think that he or she would have well, a can, great time. Can people reach out and ask you, Alex? Uh, Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> By all means, I, I'm a little old now, but like, you know, ask people, like, there's tons of style grads. Yeah, you could ask me though. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything we didn't get to that you'd like to mention? Um, no, I think we covered a lot of the reasons people may want to go. And, and I don't want to make it sound like it's not the right fit for some people. It absolutely is. Um, I think Stuyvesant is a wonderful school. Um, I just think it's important for parents not to think that it is the the only school or even the best school, because I don't think that that's the case either. It is an a, a incredible school. It's definitely in like the top three schools in terms of its ranking. But there's so many great schools in New York, frankly. And uh, I really think it's about finding the right fit for your child so that they can thrive in their environment and not have four miserable years, especially if at the end of those four miserable years, it doesn't actually even raise their chances of getting into their university of choice. Absolutely. It's it's very context-based. You know, just because school is the top school, well, it's the top school for whom? It may be the top school for a certain kind of student, but absolutely not the top school for someone else. Now, after all that, if the listeners are still very serious about going to Stuyvesant, we will... <laughs> have some episodes on actually how to do well on the SHSAT later, probably also with Maya. <laughs> and uh, thank you for being on. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the BMT podcast today. We appreciate your time and hope you found our discussion insightful and valuable. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's topic, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You'll find our email address in the show notes. We also welcome any suggestions for future topics you'd like us to cover as our goal is to provide you with the most useful and relevant information possible. If you enjoyed this episode and believe this information could benefit others, please consider sharing it with friends, family, or colleagues. Additionally, leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform helps others discover a podcast and allows us to continue bringing you valuable content. Once again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. Take care and see you soon.